Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Yo, 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 people, what is good? Welcome back, welcome back. It feels good to be back. I've said this so many times where I've, you know, been away for a couple of weeks, you know, prior to that, it's been a year or just under a year when the pandemic happened. And this time has been a couple of months. Oh, I'm literally about half an hour fresh out of my therapy session. Shout out to Brenda Edwards for always getting me together. Reminded me I'm that bitch and that nigger. And yeah, reminded me of all of the things. It was a really good therapy session and it's given me some inspiration to come and do this today's show. And hopefully some of the things that I learned from the session can resonate with you guys uh but welcome back thank you to tuning in this is get the belt podcast home of melanin magnificence and kingdom of belts where your mum your side piece you anyone can get it like anyone can get it i'm here to talk the things cuss out things that i think need to be cussed out on a platform so other people can know what fuckery is going on um to have a good time as well and to just talk the things and have good conversations um let's just jump straight straight into the show uh my name is miles hart miles uh for those of you who are listening for the first time um yeah thanks for joining me this week let's get straight into the show we always start off the episode with word of the week uh which is meant to uplift you give you stuff to think about and just you know generally it comes from it all everything comes from truth on this show everything and get the um can i speak jesus on the main line uh word of the week uh is meant to give you something that i've learned or i'm struggling to learn with uh that that helps me and hopefully you guys to grow learn a bit a bit more about yourself and ultimately help you do better in your life like mentally just feel like you that feel that bitch that you that bitch you that nigga you that you that you know you that vip uh so let's jump straight into word of the week so my word of the week this week comes straight out of the therapy session where my therapist brenda told me put your mask on first no, we are not talking about sexual intercourse. 
You little nasty. Um, but definitely wear a mask. Use protection. But no, it was put on your air mask first. So I left out the air. That For context, that shit changes everything. So yeah, put on your air mask first. Now, we was having a conversation about, you know, just the, the, the life that is lifing with me at the minute in my personal, professional, everything life. And um, we were just talking about how, you know, she said, Miles, you are a caregiver. I'm a Scorpio. Um, you know, we loyal, we really passionate. And, you know, when we care about someone, we really care about them. The same way when we fuck, don't fuck with someone, we really don't fuck with them. And, you know, the people that I have in my life that I care about, I will give. I will give and give until there's nothing left. Um, and at times in the past and currently, I feel like it's it, it's it's been depleting me. And I've just been feeling low about stuff and I've been feeling drained and tired because you know the saying if your cup isn't full how are you going to fill up someone else's and I feel like I've been operating um from that space for a, a little bit of time and shout out to my girl Chloe Bailey you know she got a song on her on her album called, I think it's called make it look easy and you know I'd be I've learned to like operate from places that aren't good and make it look not only easy but make it look cute I'm sorry, like, I've, and I, I, I'm not even doing all of this to be, like, if you're watching now, like, I'm not even, you know, doing all of this to, like, glamorise it, but, like, for real, like, even me just doing that, even me just doing that is, like, my, my go-to, my autopilot, like, just, just be cute, make everything funny, make everything, you know, like, a joke or, or, or sexy or, like, glamorous and sometimes I know like sometimes show everything and I've been going through it like I can't lie anyway let's get back to the word of the week so put on your air mask first now this came uh when she'd said you know you are a caregiver like that's what you like to do and if you had all the things and the funds and the resources and the space you would help everyone and um that is what I've been doing Brenda was just like you always help You'll always help other people if you can. If you've got the resources, if you've got the things, you will help them. And, you know, she remind she reminded me, like, bro, like, she didn't say bro, she don't talk like that. But she was like, you need to help yourself. Because if you can't help yourself, you can't help anyone else. And when you get on a plane, when there's an emergency, if the air mass drop down, what is the first thing they say? And I just got back from Portugal last week. And I remember, and it oddly stuck out to me when they said this but they always say please put on your mask before you proceed to help other people that's your kids that is your loved one your grandma your best friend you know the one that dicks you down every weekend you go on your little sexy vacay your boss your employee everyone like respectfully fuck them put on your put on your mask first because if someone is next to you and they're this is what she said. If someone's been all like they're worried and they're um, hysteria, what's the word? Hist they're being hysteric and you know they don't have control and you're trying to help them and you've put the mask on their face to help them and all they're still you know doing the madness and still on 10 and even they're trying to help them is not is not working. And sometimes you can even help someone who is calm, but I don't know, the mask might not fit or or sometimes the mask fits them and you've helped them, boom. But guess what? They ain't going to help no one else. And then you die. When, if you put on your mask first, 
and you try to help someone that was being hyster hysterical and fair enough, they, they ain't make it. Because you got your mask on, yeah, that person ain't make it. But guess what? There are so many other people on the plane that you might be able to help. With that being said, I really thought, yeah, like, like taking that, that analogy and putting it onto my life. Like, I have been, you know, putting many things uh, pertaining to other people before my needs and she also said this isn't being selfish taking care of your needs is not selfish you put it on your mask so you don't die on that flight that's not selfish mm -mm. that's not selfish because yeah you could have saved one person or not saved one person and then you die but if you put your mask on first like i said just a second ago you could have done save 10 15 other people how is that not selfish you have to protect yourself you have to protect your energy um, you have to protect your finances, you have to protect your space, your mental health, your physical well-being. And I've not really been doing those things. So I don't know if this resonates with you. I've not even really been paying much attention to like the star signs or all that stuff right now. I just know that my shit is not all the way together where it needs to be. Um, so that's what I'm really taking into this week. I'm going to con continue or I'm going to start... Um, even better to actually start to try and not just have that in my in the back of my mind or the forefront of my mind on a day-to-day -day this week but just in my life in general like put on my mask yes I've put others before me not all the time not all the time like even in my session I was like yeah I know I help people but I don't want to be all here like woe is me like I'm always helping other people because fuck no like I do be putting myself first sometimes like I do um I wouldn't you know be where I am today <clears throat> if I hadn't done that but I definitely don't do it as much and sometimes especially when it comes to people that I care about or I've got an emotional connection to or I, I sympathize with or empathize with it can be difficult not impossible but it can be extremely difficult for me to go yeah I get this for you but you know what for me I actually need to do this like you know I can't go and do this for you I can't have you taking this from me I can't give you this I can't be there for this because you know what I've got x y and z to do and if I'm doing all of this yeah I'm helping you all but girl who who the fuck is helping me do you get it so put on your own mask from today I'm gonna be trying my hardest to put on mine as well um not only because I want to breathe, but I also want to be able to help people and not feel either like resentful or do other things and not feel like, oh, this is at the expense of this for me. Like, no, like make I want to make sure I'm good and I'm breathing with my mask and, you know, got my shit together. Um, so I hope that resonates with you because it really resonated with me and my um, therapy session today. Big shout out to Brenda. If you need her details holler me dm the show and i will send you my therapist's email that's if she's got space and stuff because she's she's fucking great but yeah that is this week's word of the week with word of the week done not me not looking at the camera with word of the week done uh I just want to chat to you about what's been going on. Like, I don't want to be here for long explaining all of that because I got shit to do. I've got places to be literally like two hours. Um, and I don't want to bore you. But yeah, 
it's been a few months since I've been here, Gora. Gora is gender neutral, by the way. That's for, for my men, female, non-binaries. Um, yeah, so I've left Mormon. Let's start there. Let's start with the with the jobs. I've left Mormon, the book of Mormon West End. After my six-year run, you've probably seen on my Instagram, I've posted little bits about it. Um, that was great. Loved it. You know, I had my ups, my downs. I just fucking loved it. I loved it. Uh, I learned so much about me as a person there. You know, I started sucking dick when I was um, in the Book of Mormon and exploring that side of myself. Not in the show. Well. Hmm. You know, there was this one time, not at work, but outside, where I had a little something-something with one of the cast members. But it was brief, a month, dear friend now. But yeah, I explored my sexuality whilst I was in that show. Um... I made so many amazing friends whilst in that show, not just within the company, but outside. Um, I was able to get, you know, stable there and solidify who I am as a person, understand who I am as an actor um, and performer and how powerful my voice is. That's why I really learned how powerful my voice is in that company um, whilst at the Book of Mormon, because not only was I able to conceive this here podcast... But I've been able to do lots of advocacy. I've been able to do lots of charity work, speaking um, uh, around things like bullying. Um, I've spoken at events for, uh, what else have I done? LGBTQ plus staff. Um, I've led and hosted black gay men um, brunches. I've I've, I've I've spoken I've spoken to my producers um, about things and you know certain things in the workplace which I wasn't too happy with that affected you know black members and I've been able to make change that I've really realized in that in my era at the Book of Mormon how powerful my voice actually is um, and I really want to do more with that um, but the show incredible I'm going to miss it. I miss it now. I'm loving having my evenings. Uh, but I'm going to miss the Book of Mormon dearly. Like that show in in the in a couple of the songs there, it's they sing, this book will change your life. This book will change your life. And no tea. That book did really change my life. That shit really did change my life. So um, it will always hold a special place in my heart, the Book of Mormon. Um and Dr. Gotswana, OG Dr. Gotswana, longest serving doctor. Uh, yeah, I think I did my big one and I'm extremely proud of myself and really happy that, you know, my nan, when she was alive, got to come and watch me do that. My dream as a kid was always to be on a Western stage and boom, I did it for six consecutive years. Like, I remember some of the faves in my classrooms thinking, oh, they're going to smash it, they're going to do this. And, you know, they do say comparison is that, you know, the killer or the enemy of joy. But sometimes, let me be petty, not all of them even got to do one year in the West End, you know? I mean, I did my big six with my solos and my lines, doing my little things. But there's bigger, better things to come. Um, and I'm excited for that. Uh, but yeah, moved on from that show. Uh, you would have also seen that the next, like, performance uh, venture for me is in a pantomime. Um, but before I go on to that, let's make this linear. Let's try and make this as logical as possible. I said, I said to you, man, that I found my voice. Well, not found my voice, but like realised what my voice can do. Um, 
in the show. And uh, just a few months ago, I was nominated for a Black British Theatre Award for LGBTQIA plus champion, which I'm really, really honoured to be uh, nominated for that award. Um, again, it's it's a reflection or a mirror of how how powerful my voice can be um and i've been i've I've been as consistent as possible with this show and like the work i do with like charity twerk and uh this podcast and just going on radio to talk about certain issues and all of those things um i've been as consistent as i can be and i want to push myself to be even more because getting that little nod well not that little nod that's a that's a big fucking nod from the, the whole black british theater awards honey getting that nod made me go you know what yeah keep on doing it and i don't do this shit never done this shit didn't start any of this shit for the you know external validation but trust me nigga it, it helps yeah it's not why i do it but it definitely is appreciated so thank you to the black british theater awards and everyone that voted for me for that um that award ceremony is happening this week on sunday um, oh, and I'm so excited to you, for you guys to see what I'm going to wear. Ooh, ooh, child. So I uh, got in touch with um, a couple of designers, one of them being a young black girl by the name of Jordana. I'll put her Instagram in the bio. Um, just because she had some like dope looks. She had this long black coat that I was really feeling. It was like giving Matrix, but feminine. It was like in at the waist and really fucking long. And it was just, oh, it was just bossy as fuck. Um, and I was just like, okay, let me see what you're working with, sis. Like your, your vision, loving it. Who do you know? What else you got? Let's collaborate. I'm been nominated for this. I want to look masculine, but feminine. Cause you know, I'm very much verse in all of the senses how I do, how I appear, um, and I want that to exude, like, I want that to be seen, that, yeah, I'm not just this mask, mask nigga in a, in a fucking cap, but I'm also just not this femboy in my Beyonce Renaissance tea, like, I'm, I'm both, you can be both, get in the middle, dance all night, ah, ah, you know what I mean, so she was like, yeah, yeah I get it, I fucks with it, and we met re last week and I filmed a little piece uh, of our interaction and like the clothes that she bought. But oh, the clothes that she's got me in are going to be lovely. And I just wanted to be in, I just wanted to be dressed by a black girl, you know, like, why not? Like, let me, whilst I'm getting put on, like, let me put others on with me. Like always, I'm always one for like given opportunities to those that not only deserve it but like might not have the advantage that other people do white people rich people straight blah 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 and i like to create like ecosystems which is why i'm always ready to work with people but yeah i was like girl let's go we vibed the, the clothes banged i'm so excited for you to see that but yeah that's happening on sunday um and then also you would have seen that i uh i'm joining a pantomime um i always said uh that i'd never do a panto i was like no girl that's not that shit ain't for me i heard them niggas do 25 shows in a week and you know they be singing crazy songs and it's just no and so when i had the audition come through i was like to my agent you know i done told you girl that i didn't want to do, do no panto um but then they were like no listen we think this would be different it's like london's famous gay panto and I was like, mm, 
Okay, go on. Let me. I was still unsure, but I thought, okay, this 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 shit has got me more engaged. Um, and yeah, I saw that it was they had a few successful runs over the last few years, and uh, donations from each ticket goes to uh, certain charities, and it was just it it's a it's a gay panto like it, it it was telling stories you know that we know of that fairy tales but putting in that gay lgbtqia twist to it and i just thought you know what yeah like panto is gay as fuck anyway it's so camp like they have been having men as the women since the beginning but yet never actually directly being like okay this is some gay shit like it was always kind of like on the low which doesn't make sense because it was so it was in your face that it was a man dressed as a woman but never really acknowledged and the stories that they were telling using queer culture were still heterosexual um stories whereas now in this panto we tell in gay ass stories and raising money. So I was like, yeah, no, I'm going to do this. And not only is it, you know, like a step forward in my like acting career, like having like a leading role, but it's also very much intrinsically tied into the work that I do, like my soul work, my spirit work that helps my community, um, being the LGBTQ plus community. Um, and to be in front of that audience is going to be, something incredible <laughs> if you got it because i get it get it okay it's gonna be something incredible but um yeah so i'm really 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 excited to start that and it's completely different from anything i've ever done it's completely different to the book of mormon in the book of mormon i was a dr Gotswana from uganda broke villager in skirt and blouse and one necklace that was the costume done this i got glitter i've got dreads pink boots silver this glitter that it's fabulous as fuck so i'm super excited to also play that on stage um and yeah the team are great the team is so great we did mm, can i say yeah and i think I, yeah i can say so we did a photo shoot the other day for um gay life london which is a magazine that prints um and do digital copies with a great reach and they actually wanted our panto to come and be on their front cover so your boy is a cover girl oh my days boop, boop, boop. um i was nervous i can't lie because they were like okay we know your costumes are already quite out there but we want them to be a little bit more skin out because you know front cover you want to give you want to give and i just thought Oof, as long as i ain't in no jock or you know D doing the most then I'm cool but it was great like it was great they were being no they were if anything it was they didn't even need to, to warn me it was absolutely fine um but had a lot of fun on shoot I was definitely nervous about how I was looking honey because you know I'm in a relationship now and I've been eating and eating at night and and not going to the gym as much but it's all changing it's all changing I'm back, I'm back, I'm back, I'm back. But um, it was so much fun. I can't wait for you guys to see the cover. Um, I'll share it uh, when it gets printed. I, I don't think it's... I think it goes into print maybe over the weekend. I don't know. But again, like, connecting all of those things, like me finding my voice and or the power of my voice and, 
branching out and to do work to do work for my community being now honored with this award nomination you know get the belt has received um a few uh, award nominations and one awards you know we won the mainstream media's best podcast or best podcast to watch in 2023 or was it 2022 can't remember 2023 and a few years prior to that we were nominated for best podcast or best new podcast by uh the screen nation awards yeah um and so for me to be picked out specifically for my work in the lgbtqia plus community or as i like to call the lgbtql the lgbtqdl community um because you guys on the download is very much a part of this if you sticking it and you hitting it and you licking it then you're very much a part of it girl whether you out or in i don't care you're part of it period um then i thought there's no way i can say no to doing this panto like it's continue my work but just in a different way so it just was like i've been nominated for this this is coming up it was just that god are you are you trying to tell me something yeah so i'm excited for you for you guys to watch that um we open on the 23rd of november so come through uh and say hi but yeah and then i've got some other things i'm working on but time and then still auditioning um that's all that's really happened that i want to share anyway so far um i said i don't want to be here for long and it's already been like 20 minutes of me just talking about my life and stuff but i'm gonna try and be more consistent with this and continue to record whilst i'm doing the show like i used to um but yeah that's all that's really been happening let me wait for this motherfucking siren Jesus, and if any of you guys want to hook me up with someone that does a studio, because I'm signed to Acast yet, but they moved, and I'm saying this out loud, they moved from a place with a gorgeous studio to 180, 180 The Strand, with no recording space, and I'm having to do it again from home, don't make no sense, and I'm speaking to this one, do you know, let me even get messy, because when I get messy, is that being messy, is, is being honest being messy? Some might say it is, but I'm speaking to this one boy about doing a podcast. And he said, yeah, I've got this studio. Come, 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 come. And then whenever I want to like actually like sort it out, MIA, or I've been sick, digga, digga, dig. So if any of you guys are serious about working with a queer black uh, show that is just about it, then holler me. Right. It is time for Melanin Magnificence. It's now time for Melanin Magnificence, where on this show, we praise... Ideally, I like to get people that aren't famous, but sometimes, like today, there is someone famous that needs a shout-out because they it, I, it cannot go unsaid. Um, but predominantly, I like to speak about people that aren't famous. I can big them up, give them their flowers, you know, put them on. Put them on small, small to my little audience that I got over here. The little audience that's got me nominated for awards and that, you know what I mean? But, um... I wanted to put, put her on. Now, she goes by the name of Miss Victoria Monet. The one that puts it on her. Mama, on my hood. She look fly. She look good. You can't touch me, babe. Wish you good. Ah, my tune. Now, she a bad bitch. Now, I'm giving her uh, Melanie Magnificence this week because many people, Many of your faves and many artists in general, low-key, not even low-key, high-key rely on the LGBTQIA 
plus community, the LGBTQDL community. You rely on it not only because we're always the most active on the socials, bigging up the team, gassing up the team. Yes, yes, slay all of all of that support. It's not your straight. It's not your straight Bridget. Well, maybe, but for the most part, it's not your straight man or your straight person doing the most like that, like the way the Beehive do, or the way I don't know who the fuck Taylor Swift fans are, whatever they call the whatever the colonizers. The fuck I don't know, but the gays support. They show up and show out. Look at the Renaissance tour by Beyonce. Look at me. Okay, we be we be we be we be putting money in 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 the pockets of of those that we adore. Like we are so ride or die. Like even the fact that in like gay culture or like LGBTQ culture, we've got chosen family. But lots of people speak about it. We choose them, and sometimes they ain't got to be bitches that we know. I don't know Beyonce like that, but bitch, I'm wearing your I'm wearing your merch. I'm, I'm going to go there. And a lot of these... Right, I'm getting sidetracked again. Sorry. But for the most part, like, these people, or artists mainly, rely on my community to support them, promote them, attend the concerts, know the words, do the choreography, and gas you up. Again, my bi boys and girls and non-binaries, my pans, the gays, the lesbians, all of us, we be learning the choreo, learning the harmonies, doing the most, like, we be doing it. And little and often do, especially up and coming artists, shout out us or show us direct loud support. Like, let's not get it twisted. I fucked with Beyonce the long motherfucking way. That's my bitch, yeah. But like, I'd be lying if I said, you know, years ago when she was either Destiny's Child or even like Dangerously in Love days, it wasn't at the front of her campaign or her brand to be an advocate for 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 the LGBTQDL community. It just wasn't full circle. Now, Renaissance is, is very vocal. It's very loud. Um, and, you know, I've gone on live before on Instagram live and who was it? It was Miss Banks, a British black rapper. I think she's dope. I fucking, I fucking rate her. Like her lyrics, her verse on Nicki Minaj's lean to the side like fake Uggs. I fuck with real thugs. I don't do fake love. That v vibe. And I saw her live as well. She, she was dope. However, I did see her like during lockdown one time and I've spoke about this a couple times, but um, she was on live wanting people to come in and join her and do a little rap and do a little ting with her and Everyone, including me, was in the comments saying, Carter the Bandit, Carter the Bandit, get him on, UK rapper, black boy, dope. Um, think he's gay, I don't know, he might be somewhere else on the spectrum, but he definitely ain't a straight nigga. But he's lit, and many people was in the comments, come on, get, put him on, put him on, put him on. And she was blatantly ignoring it. And I even had to chat to him after, like, yo, what's going on? Because it's bait that the people want to see you in the comments, but she's picking all these other people and just ignoring this, like, the fives and, and it's cool, it's cool, you know, she needs to be careful of this and that, and da, da, da. And, like, I've, I've seen since then, she's done a little bit more, but artists are always reluctant to, you know, support the LGBTQIA community, who, not to make this deep, yeah, but, like, who literally sometimes lose their lives supporting their faves, like, you know, one of the last posts on the Instagram, I uh, get the butt podcast Instagram was of that, um, of the young black boy who was, I think he was shot in, um, America in a gas station, um, 
O'Shea Sibley, who was murdered at 28, um, who was dancing and voguing to Beyonce's renaissance. He's doing all that, that, enjoying and like loudly expressing like his love and adoration for not just the artist, but the whole thing. And he's getting killed on it. And, you know, there could be rappers, young queer rappers or singers singing up your shit or another artist's shit and could get either bullied or worst case scenario, killed for doing that. Yet when you're now that artist and we're saying, oh, support us, support us, you don't want to, you know, post up like that. Um, and so that that's, for me, icky vibes. Don't like that. But Victoria Monet, who I'm giving Melanin Magnificence to, went on her big, big stage. Uh, and to one of my actual favourite songs that she's got on her album, I think it's called Stop, I Need You To Stop. Asking me for shit, lit song. Um, at the beginning of that, she very clearly said, Stop. Why are you being homophobic and transphobic? It's 2023. I need you to stop. And went up. I'm going to play it to you right, right now. Um, and I saw that and I just thought, finally, someone from the black community supporting us, the LGBTQ community, who ride for our black women, our black women performers. We love them. And, you know, there's some of the, the LGBTQ go up, go, go up for the um, the rappers and the Chris Browns and the whoever. But we ride for our black women. Yeah. So to have the whole Victoria Monet be in one of her shows and do this. Let me do that one more time for you guys. I feel like that ain't really do it too tough. Okay, I need you to do that. So my Melanin Magnificence goes to Victoria Monet for advocating loudly and proudly on stage on her platform for the LGBTQ plus community. Yeah. In her Jaguar tour, which I would love to see. So if you listen to this, Victoria. Okay. So, yeah, My Melanin Magnificence goes out to you because, yeah, we don't see it often enough. Yeah, we see the gay people do it or the openly bi people do it. But we seldom, seldom see sh allies, sh um, especially in the black community. Yeah, we see Madonna, we see Taylor, but we don't see black people riding for us, you know. And that is one of the things about the intersectionality of being black and queer. Because... We got two fights. We got the fights for being not straight, and then we got the fight for being coloured. And we want to fight with you guys because at the same time, you guys, the straight uh, black people, are fight in the fight for uh, for equality and having to deal with racism. We're behind you on that because we 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 are getting that. I am impacted by that. Yeah, but then that intersectionality happens, and whew, all of a sudden, the white people that was cussing us out for being black are now cussing my community out and not only are they calling us black packies brown nigger whatever else and all the other microaggressions but now we're getting fag dyke killing trans people and we're black but then you ain't there to fight with us when we're fighting you with that that bullshit needs to stop and so to have artists with a platform like beyonce but in this case like victoria monet who was you know she's not as big as beyonce yet but she's on her way up for her to go, oh, that might not really help me. And, you know, the black people might not really be behind me right now or 
if I do this, she still did it because it was right. And I fucking rate her for that. So, yeah. Melanin Magnificence goes out to you, Victoria Monet. My fan, my fan, my fanism. Is that a word? My adoration for you just got even larger. Wow. That sounded so aff. But, yeah. With Melanin Magnificence done, it is now time for Miles Mitchell. We got the Indian. I put it on my mama, on my hood, I love fly. Oh, before I start off, you know, with um, Miles Measures, uh, I want to actually shout out someone. I went to a little screening. Well, not a screening. I got confused. I went to a, I went to a play yesterday night, this press night of some show. Wild. It was a two. I don't want to cuss people out like this, but it was these two white people, one girl, one boy presenting anyway, and it was all about the ending of the world in America, whatever, whatever. I thought, oh, this sounds interesting. This sounds like a bit of me, but girl, you know when some stuff is just too creative, like it's too, too creative, like too abstract, like no storyline, unless there, unless, or maybe there is a storyline if you're on weed and shrooms and a a, a couple. Ray nephew shots, maybe then you'll get it because the people then was laughing at things. But I don't get from the from the five minutes of me watching them eat a hot dog in silence with weird ass music playing in the background, giving American Horror Story. When for five minutes, when in this course of living, I could have been learning lines or doing something productive, or when the man was talking about his cat and then random shit was playing. On, on a screen, random words, I, it didn't make no sense, it was a waste of time, I appreciate them for learning all of the, the lines that didn't make sense, or flow, that must have been really difficult, so props for that, respect for that, I'm glad you remembered where you were going when you were lying in the sand and doing dances and holding pretend guns and all of those things, must have been really difficult, so props for that, but yeah, waste of my time, but anyway, I'm saying that because this happened at the Barbican Centre, that really is no shade, because um, the rest of the audience loved it, but me and the girl I was with, me and uh, the girl we was a bit lost, uh, maybe it had something to do with us being here and two black people in the audience, I don't know, maybe we were sober, I don't, I don't know what it was, but anyway, oh, my phone, I am saying this because when I got to the Barbican Centre, I was walking trying to find out where the fuck I had to go, and um, the, uh, a, a lady came up to me and was just like, hey, I love your podcast. And I thought it was the girl Georgina, who, I was, who I'd never met before, who I was um, going to watch this show with. And so I was like, oh, hey, Georgina. She's like, no, I'm Carol. And I was like, oh, okay. Hey, nice to meet you. And um, as I said at the beginning of this episode, I haven't done this for a while. And I've been distracted and I've not really... I've not been doing... I've not been doing what I needed... To, what needed to be done in terms of... Uh, you know, podcasting and stuff. And so to have someone recognize me like that and, you know, tell me, you know, I listen to your podcast either when I'm traveling. She was like, yours and Kelechi's are my favorite when I just, when I'm traveling to Florida to see my family or walk around like you just make me laugh and I love it. And like we took a picture together and it, I just told her it made my day because yesterday was a difficult day for me. Um, but yeah, I want to shout out to Carol Wright. Uh, her Instagram is black outside. Let me actually follow you right back right now, girl. Yeah, followed. Um, I told you I'd shout you out on the podcast recording, didn't I, girl? I said I'd shout you out. I'm shouting you out right now. And I just followed you back. Um, but it was so nice to fit to, to have someone, you know, let me know, like, hey, 
You don't know me, but I know you and I follow you and you're doing your big one. I just thought, oh, I needed that today, especially leading up to me coming back into the, into the studio to record. I was like, cheers, girl. So I'm hoping I'm, you know, making you laugh and all of them things there. <laughs> it was lovely to see you and nice to meet you. Um, back to Miles Measures. I had to get that done because I'd get to the end and I'd forget. Instagram really be pissing me off just playing shit. It's not every day. Um, so what was I measuring up? Right. Right, so lots of stuff has happened, but they're going to keep it short and sweet. Jada Smith and Will Smith. Lots of stuff has happened. I ain't been active since. I think he slapped fucking Chris Rock and all of these things. So I just want to just boil it down to the fact that they have been talking about relationships on the red tables and they things... They've been attending events together as this happy family. Um, all for us to find out that they ain't even been together. Now, I know, like, Instagram and that is a lie. And it's, okay, it's not like a lie, but it's really... a lot. Lots of things are lies on Instagram. Or just produce or manufacture. They're not real. Um, and... That's what their appearance has been as a couple. We all believe them to be together, you know. Certain rappers had to take out of their lyrics. What rapper was it? Um, I can't remember what one it was. Some American black rapper was like, in one of his songs, had a line that was like, I want that Will and Jada love. They performed that recently. I saw one, one blog, they performed that, took that line out. You know, and one thing that really rang rang true to me is I remember once when I was in my dating scene I remember once uh a guy trying to open me up to open relationships and I ain't never been that way inclined the only way the only times I'm open is when I'm single if I'm not single then I want no what's mine is is mine and and and, and no one else's and I'm only theirs that's it um but I remember that someone that had worked with Will Smith being like, see, no, but Jada and Will, they open and they be doing this and that. And like, it's good. You should try. Like, it's it's not all what it seems. All since then, that person's marriage ended because of shaky things and other things. Um, they're now not remarried, I don't think, but they're now in another relationship uh, where they're no longer open. And the pillar and that 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 point of reference for why it was good was always Will and Jada, Will and Jada. But look at Will and Jada. They ain't been they ain't been fucking for the last seven years. They've been separated, living separately. It was all a lie. (laughs) It was all a lie. So. Not that it's wrong for everyone to do. Like I've said multiple times on this podcast, people that have open relationships, monogamous relationships, polyamorous, whatever the fuck, as long as you ain't hurting no one's feelings and you're taking care of you. Do what, do what you want. Like as long as it's, you, you're happy and it's all about love, get your get your life. Just drop me out. But um, yeah, Will and Jada, that's not a thing. Um, and Jada can't catch a break, and neither can Will. Like they're both like under a lot of fire. However, Jada has now released a book, perfect timing, and really is giving marketing g- great promo in and they've created a great she's created a great buzz before whatever product she's about to put out um and then will was dropped this freestyle 
where he's saying, you know, I've been entertaining you for this, and it's just talking his shit, and like, yeah, talk your shit, but like, you guys have also been lying low-key for the last seven years whilst trying to school other people, so not a fan of that, um, I respect their work, I respect their hustles, Will, I think he's a fucking great actor, I think she's a great actress as well, um, and I do love the Red Table Talks, and from my personal experience, I know that I can definitely give some great advice and ain't be taking it my damn self, 100%. So with that being said, I still kind of rate the um, the content that they put out. But as human beings and, you know, role models in terms of relationships and how to do them, I don't know about all of that. But the... the um, the advice that they give, because I know damn for sure that they're not taking it themselves, for the most part, from what we see or what they let us see, that's not happening. But I'll take some of their advice. I think it's cool. But I think it was very interesting was that that they're even in this predicament that they haven't been together for seven years. And it just makes you think, honey, what, what else is a lie? Are Beyonce and Jay-Z together? No, but what would I actually do? What would I actually do if we find out that they've been lying this whole time? And Beyonce really is going out with flipping... I don't know, fucking Eminem. <laughs> Shit. But yeah, Will and Jada, Woo Chile. Yeah, I ain't trying to be in no open relationships. Uh, ooh, Woo Chile. Now... Let me check these show notes. What else I want to talk about? Because I've got... Because there was a few belts I wanted to give. Because... Shit is going off. Okay. Uh, gay... Gay panic defense. Now, do you guys know what gay panic defense is? Like in the courts of law. In the UK, it's actually called... Uh, something else. Let me get it up. Gay panic the defense. So, in the UK, it's actually called the Portsmouth De Portsmouth defense is basically um I don't know what that technical term is but it's basically a plea or uh, something in place in the law which allows the defense accused of murder battery assault violence whatever to justify it by claiming almost a temporary insanity due to the knowledge of someone being trans, gay, them suspecting them of making a move on them and they didn't know what to do because they're straight and, oh, oh my God, like, an, a, a woman is coming up to me and I'm a woman and, oh, now I just got to kill a bitch because I didn't know what was going on or, or, you know, a man was in a bar a few years ago, actually, in the UK, and uh, not a man, it was a young boy, actually, he was like 17, and uh, was flirting with this girl, this trans girl, for a while, and then when she said, oh, yeah, yeah, no, I'm a trans woman, apparently he was all shocked, 20 minutes, left her, 20 minutes went away to, I don't know, step into that temporary um, insanity, to only come back, knock on her door, and beat the shit out of her and, and leave footprints on her face. That way he was stepping on her face. And again, pardoned. Like, no, that law is drenched in misogyny, homophobia, um, 
what's that other word? There's all these words. It's drenched in um. What's the opposite to fucking inclusion? Ex, not exclusion. Prejudice and um. Damn, my head is just exploding right now. It's drenched in bullshit. Basically, I wish I could be more eloquent sometimes, but it's it's steeped and driven by such evil, hateful things, uh, which give way for people to be to commit hate crimes and essentially get away with it. Um, however, recently, I need to find out if it's still legal here in the UK. I'm unsure. I tried to do my Googles and nothing was clear. So if anyone is aware of this, please get in contact with me because I would really I would really love to know. Because the way things are going, especially worldwide, but in the UK with with Suella Braveman and her fucking stinky ass pussy making life difficult for not just the LGBTQ plus community, but especially the trans community, especially what's going on with the healthcare system. But there's anyway, another subject. It just it, it's inciting more hate and making it easier for people to abuse and at some point kill um, people from. A different sexual orientation people that aren't straight and they could just go get off free anyway in the states um a law was passed in michigan that meant that they had finally banned this thing called gay panic uh defense so they've joined many many states um across the united states that have that have had that clause if you want to call it removed so it's no longer possible and now if you come in a hate crime you can't just say oh i actually don't like gays so that's what i did no you have to it in taking in removing that um this plea of uh defense um we're giving the lgbtqia community and people back their human rights to feel safe again that they can be who they are openly and freely without the fear of getting murdered and justice just not being served because that's fucked up like if a straight white person's get is getting killed by someone that's gay um because you know the straight person said well i'm straight and then the gay person decides to knife them or shoot them or punch them up and leave them in a bad state where's the plea there where their humanity isn't protected and their justice isn't being served nowhere there's no such thing but the fact that there was and is still in some states and in some other parts of the world where that is still something that can allow someone to walk free for murder or something horrible is crazy but congratulations on this amazing news uh to the state of michigan who have had that you know removed that is great and we love to spread spread good news good news she's dead so i've not done no kind of warm-up and i've been talking like a talker um what else did i want to chat about ah okay okay right let's talk about peckham let's keep it in london so peckham there was a store a hair shop that um was temporarily closed due to this the owner i think it was the owner of the store anyway a south asian man 
I don't know whether it's Pakistani, Indian, whatever, but a South Asian man who was seen, and I don't know why the blogs are all saying allegedly strangling. They're all using the quotes allegedly when the video, you can see the strangulation happening. So I don't get this allegedly business, but we move. Um, he was seen allegedly, no, fuck that. He was seen strangling a black woman. Since then, riots has happened. It's been on the news. It's got the cover it deserved because we was there with our phones, letting people know we was there on the internet. We was there outside talking the things. Um, he since now rebranded the shop and called it Kings and Queens. Hmm. One thing about these shops that I've never really understood, you know, being someone with, you know, I obviously I'd have no Afro texture hair like that, but definitely no white people hair. Like my shit gets dry, it breaks if I use too much hairspray or gel, and it's curly. Um, and she thick, like you could tell, you can tell I've got some beautiful Negro ness to my hair, which I fucking love. So I've been going in hair shops like that. All my life to buy curling cream, soft and free, jam gel, you name it, the olive spray, the lot. But it's always really been a, a like a question like, why is it all these Asian people in here that don't have this kind of hair that own these shops, profit off these shops, sell to us? And more time I'm going in there asking, oh, do you have argan oil or do you have a slick brush or do you have, I don't know, fucking curl cream that doesn't have X, Y and Z in it? They be recommending me shit that don't even... That's not what I asked for. They're cause, like, and it's not even like they're trained. I think there's been one shop where one person like did know some man. But for the most part, they don't know. They just be buying this stuff in. I also be hearing that a lot of it is actually fake. Yeah. Wow. Um, but they be owning these stores and not knowing what's going on. They're not giving professional and they're profiting off of it. And also, like... I my family are both um Indian and black like African and Jamaican in my family so I'm very aware of all of the, the different cultural things and I know firsthand that these groups of people can also be extremely not racist but prejudiced well yeah racist to each other especially the the, the, the on the South Asian part to, to the black side that is possible that never happened in my family we love each other but I've seen it from being around in those spaces, in those areas, in those parts of the world. I've seen that. And so it's very interesting that, you know, South Asians who can be extremely judgmental and uh, racist to the black community are so linked to such a crucial part of black, of the black experience, which is hair, skin, beauty. And they've latched onto that and monetize off of it, yet simultaneously strangling the customers. It just... I was going to give him the bell, but I feel like it's the... Um... I was going to give him the bell, but I feel like I've got something way more pertinent and important that I want to give the bell to today. But I wanted to highlight that and like just bring that to the forefront. Like, I really want to see more black owned black hair shops is that i don't think that's a big ask if you know where they are let me know black owned hair shops want to see them 
want to invest in them never been to this one in peckham apparently people are saying that they always felt kind of pressured when they would go in there and they always felt a little bit judged and to be fair i remember going like when i would go to you know the hair shops that i needed to go to i always remember feeling like i was being followed like oh am i gonna steal something or yeah let's change that black people let's get more of our own black hair shops hey you be be a shata next on the agenda today oof right i'll start with the good stuff and then i'll go into the wayward stuff so beyonce my girl or beyonce like you see here on my top beyonce the influencer not beyonce the influencer doing up unboxing on her instagram not her doing up you know how you man do with your, with your shout out to gary to the plastic boy who does yeah beyonce said here's my perfume <laughs> how she do her laugh not beyonce doing up influencer i said i'm buying it though i'm buying it though i don't even know what it smelled like my my good sis hasn't even put out the notes hasn't even put out if it's what it smelled like but i want it also, I don't know how many of you are Beyonce fans like me, but I'm pretty sure Beyonce is, or was, maybe both, allergic to perfume. That was a fact. That That, that is a fact, or was a fact. So maybe she must, must have done something or created a fragrance that she can wear, but I know, because she also had her heat line. I remember thinking, oh, you're allergic, so, okay. But maybe there was something in the fragrances that, you know, weren't good on her skin or whatever. I don't know, poverty, maybe. But yeah, she done made. I just when I thought there was no more money to be made, no more money left to be made in this world, she said, No, I'm coming for more. And then she put out not only the perfume and did up her, did up big, big perfume. But she also said, And boom, film. Renaissance, the visuals. You are the visual, baby. You are the visual baby. I need to go and see that. This is the first time I've only seen Beyonce once when she's been on a tour. I've heard from a credible I've heard from a credible source that she is actually coming back pretty soon. On tour, that is. But yet she's put out the visuals for the the tour. And I'm guessing it's gonna be a kind of little documentary very similar to that homecoming, where she knows she has a little poetry sometimes and then she'll speak about what is important to her and um how much having her daughter on stage meant the world f to her and she's so grateful to be here just fucking slaying life and reminding these bitches that you cannot and will not be me beyonce <laughs> you know that impression was kind of poor still but i'm so excited to see what she does with this because Beyonce is an innovator like she's continuously growing continuously delivering new things um because she's a smart ass businesswoman and won't just do the same thing over and over again she might do the same songs but she'll switch it she'll there's always going to be a switch up so it's not just going to be another documentary so I'm really interested to see what she brings and what the purpose of this is that like we know that renaissance was about inclusivity and 
diversity and loving and appreciating and honoring the LGBTQIA culture and the community uh, that created it. So I'm excited to see how she embodies that in the on screen. Living for it. It's in the cinemas, I think, from next month. So I'm definitely going to be there and I'll go to that more than once. hundred percent. A hundred percent. Really fucking excited about that. Speaking about Beyonce, the man who wrote. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Her song "Irreplaceable." Now, Neo who I actually always thought was gay. And I think at one time there were many rumours about him being gay or bi or something. But, you know, it's hard for a, a man in the R&B scene. Any man, any black man that can really sing, that really sing, sing, sing. You know, the choir boys, there's always, there's always going to be them rumours there. There's always going to be them rumours there. But, um, yeah, I was thought Neo was gay. But anyway, Neo had gone onto a podcast uh, and basically spoken some transphobic shit that was just laced and highly seasoned with homophobia, hatred, confusion, stupidity and archaic beliefs. And I was really disappointed and left a, a long ass comment. You can see it on the shade room or whatever the fuck it was. I left left and added the motherfucker too to be like, you should motherfucking know better. Because he was saying shit like, you know, well, back in my day and whenever, when it, for the most part, whenever anyone starts a sentence with back in my day. I'd, I'm probably not going to fuck with it because I'm about growth. Yeah, I'm about growth. So what they was doing back in your day, calling niggas niggas with, with a hard R or any kind of R really. White people calling black people niggas, telling them to sit at the back. Irish people not allowed in, in pubs. Black people not allowed here. Gay people getting like, well, they're still getting this today. But like all of that back in the day shit. Are you going to say that, Neo? Are you? And this is what I said to him. I said, all of this back in the day, like a man was a man and a woman was a woman. And that's how it were. I ain't going to be putting my daughter or my son around any of that confusing shit. Like, bruh, bruh, bruh. What the fuck? 
what the fuck about back in your day? So I had to really, I had to check him, let him know. Many other people was in the comments. Many other LGBTQ uh, plus platforms posted about it and said, you know, that's really not acceptable. Because once again, it'd be the LGBTQIA plus paying his bills. Yeah, allegedly. But paying his bills for songs that like Irreplaceable that all the gays be singing. All the queers be singing along to that shit. And it's just sad. It really is fucking sad. But yeah, he went on a little thing to say, oh, no, no, no. Um, yeah, that's too much. So, yeah, we cussed that Leo for that. Uh, and then he went recently on, he apologised for it. But then almost like doubled down on it by saying something again later. But anyway, fuck Neo, yeah. Um, he then went on to another podcast. Um, uh, or a radio show. I think it was uh, Power F. Power 106 FM to talk about attending the Beyonce concert. Here's what this man had to say. Is, is you know, Beyonce is an alien. Go. I don't care what nobody's. Did saying. you see her show live? She's not human. The, the, the um, most recent Renaissance tour? Um, no, because them tickets is hella expensive. Through the roof. <laughs> Through the roof for well, sure. B, I love you to death, but <laughs> goddamn, come on. It's like. Cats got mortgages and stuff. I was not doing that. I could have, I could have, <laughs> but at the same time, I, you know what? And, and that's that's. I'm actually glad that you said that. There comes a point where you want to stop doing that because you don't want people that you genuinely. Give you know, I've actually stuff. heard enough already. Fuck you. No, bitch. No, sis. You, you, with your bald head and then fucking dusty ass caps you've been wearing since 2002 bitch no you did not not go to the renaissance ball the renaissance tour this is what i want to see you didn't go there because it was too motherfucking expensive bitch you went because you had just dragged the community on your big platform and just been an absolute prick to them and you were shook honey you were shook because I know for sure at that Renaissance Ball, the LGBTQIA plus community run deep. Run in the thing. In armor. They, they're in silver. Ready to not just do the, the dances, but ready to ready for war. When you go run, uh, get loose. Or I can't remember what the dance is, but we're there. And if it's not just us, you know, it's the allies that are there. Beyonce made it clear that that whole tour was for us. Yeah. Inspired by and for. You straight motherfuckers come and enjoy because, yeah, we are lit. You love our culture. You take from it all the time. But this is in. Know that this was inspired by and is for us. Not me hitting the mic. I'm getting passionate now, girl. So for you to say you ain't go to this whole Renaissance tour because you, because you ain't got the coins... It's a lie. It's because you knew, you knew an alien superstar was going to run up on your bald-headed ass and show you what was what at that concert. They weren't nowhere you was going to be at a whole Renaissance concert having just, you know, um, spewed the transphobic shit you were spewing online. About you could have rang her to get tickets because it was too expensive. Um, Beyonce ain't picking up to your ass. Uh-uh. Not after she's seen that shit. What you doing there? No, uh Beyonce wouldn't have picked up to you. Absolutely no way. Blue might have picked up. That's what would have happened. You would have called up Beyonce. And Beyonce would have been like. Oh. Blue. 
Take care of it. Mama, who is it, Mama? Mama. Neo. Uncle Neo. Auntie Neo. <laughs> it's Auntie Neo Blue. <sighs> Mom, go rehearse Virgo's groove. You know you need to run that. Hello. Oh, hey. Hey, B, it's, 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 it's Neo. How you doing, girl? Neo, what you want? Mama's rehearsing. We heard that you was talking shit about the community. What what you want, Neo? Oh, no, no, no. I apologize for that. You know, I apologize. I just, you know, back in my day, it was just a little bit different. You know what I'm saying? But can I come near? No. No, we don't want you there. That's what would have happened. No. Mm-mm. Sorry. Uh, anyway, I got to go rehearse. I got to solo, too. Bye. Boo, 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 boo. You wouldn't have come. You would not have come. You wouldn't have been welcome there. So I feel like you're a pussy ass boy for not standing on that because you knew the re real reason why you didn't go about it was too expensive. A whole Neo who could get free tickets and afford twice fold to get tickets for that. You didn't go because your ass was it's, it's giving this is the belt. He could have got the belt, but not giving the belt to someone else. But yeah. Neo, in my opinion, he ain't go to that concert because he knew what was what was about to go up. And it would have been Beyonce's vocals as well as his bald head that would have gone up at that uh, performance at the at the Renaissance tour. So yeah, that is not what I want, what we want to see at the Renaissance tour. We do not want to see Neo, wild, wild, wild. Um, oof. What else? What else? What else? Okay, Andrew Tate. I was gonna give him the belt. But no, 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 no. Andrew Tate. So um, a friend of mine sent me something online that had gone viral where he had basically tweeted, I reject all women who have slept with more than three men vile. Again, it's kind of giving that I'm giving him the belt, but I feel like there's a deeper conversation to have here. Uh, uh, not just the, the fuck you that would come with me reading that to Andrew Tate. Um... Not just the fuck you or the... Oh, I can't even bother. Fucking sirens, ho. But yeah, not just the fuck you to Andrew Tate, but the... Or the misogyny in that. Or the... Just... What's the word? Again, another example of extreme archaic behaviour. Hypocritical behaviour. Because I know that that man just ain't slept with two women. It's just incredibly misogynistic and archaic and it's just it's just dumb and it's something that we really need to move on from. I saw online the other day that there was another, I think it was on some British um, outlet where a girl was just saying, you know, we, we, we sleep together now in like this day and age. Like it's not anyone who's like shunning someone for their body count. Like that's dumb, like that, da, da, da. Now, I think I've had a similar conversation like this on my podcast. Or I've spoken about a similar, a similar uh, subject on Get the Belt before when it comes to like body counts and stuff like that. Now, as long as, as long as you ain't hurting no one and you're being safe physically, mentally, I don't see anything wrong with anything that you're doing. As long as you're aware, as long as you're aware and present and you have a full understanding of what you know, we're talking about sex, but like what any exchange means and the effect that has on you after, if you're all good with that and you understand it and you got your values and priorities together, 
cool. But what I don't like and I don't respect and I don't fuck with is is the slut shaming that happens like so casually. Period. A lot of it is at women and at the gay community. Like, not just the gay community, but well, predominantly the gay community, but the LGBTQ plus community, you know, they're, they're tainted with this are they all hoes. And, you know, I've been a hoe before. Like, not paid, but like, I've been, <laughs> I've been in my, I've had my hoe days, as you say. And ain't no one gonna make me feel no kind of way about that because I had a good motherfucking time and i learned many motherfucking lessons and i've become really really extremely resilient and in- incredibly educated about about sex and sexual health b- because of those things um and so for people to be out here you know slut shaming anyone are you you slept with three people or that means you this that don't mean shit but they've had sex more than you that's all it is Unless you speak to the person and actually have a conversation about, oh, were they relationships or were they fun or what did it mean to you? How did it feel? And what did it like? But just off the cuff, like comments like that about vile. Why is it vile, please? Why is that disgusting? You, the one that was accused of of all of the the the, the rape and the abduction and the sex trafficking, you and your brother. Who's you probably had your dicks out in front of each other and fucked bare these girls. You want to say that a woman who have slept with more than three men are vile. Oh my, what's your mama slept with four women? What, your mother's vile now? Wow, the shame. The shame, the shame, the shame. That's one thing we really need to stop and, and, and forget about is this whole body count. You've slept with more than this and da 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 da. All of that shit is archaic as fuck. It gets no one, no, it, get, it, it legit gets no one anywhere or anything. It does nothing. It doesn't pay your increasing gas bill. It doesn't do anything. It doesn't put food in your belly. It just leaves someone else potentially feeling hurt or offended. And you what? Now you feel bigger because you've cussed at someone because they've slept with someone. Because it doesn't align with what you think. Even if you don't agree with it, that's cool. You ain't got to call it disgusting. Same way I don't agree with... The same way me, I don't agree with the... the um. Not even even that I don't agree with it, but like I am not for or I don't live my life in a um, in having open relationships or not being monogamous. I live like a monogamous person. Like that's what I like. So it doesn't mean I'm not for um. What is that other one? I'm not for open relationships or being polyamorous. But it, don't, it doesn't mean I now need to be like, oh, you are vile. No, like I've told you, I see that it works for some people. I see that they are happy like that. So if these people are happy doing what they do and everyone else is good, why is it vile? Why must I now drop my hatred onto someone else? More time when people do that, they're projecting things that come from a bad place. Like this idiot. More time it comes from just a place of hate. And during that place of hate, there's an issue within that person. There's an issue there. There's an issue there. There's always that. Hate is never, it never comes from anything good. Hate never comes from anything good. And it is always something else. The issue with this Andrew Tate, when he's saying women that have slept with three or plus women, vile, 
is really probably just to do with him. Really to do with him. Misogyny as well. There's, a, there's issues. There's issues there. So, yeah. Let's stop that. It's 2023. Like Victor Monet says. 2023, guys. Stop doing that. Just, just live your own life. Live your own life. Oh, the time is running now. Ah, okay. Right, so. Done that. Done that. Done that. Done that. Done that. Hmm. Okay, so I've got two belts to give. That is the end, right. That is the end of Miles Measures. Now, I have two belts to give, but before I give my belts, I did put on the Instagram. I told you I'm getting annoyed with fucking Instagram playing things out loud. I went on to the socials and said, I'm going to come back and like send me a couple questions. So I've got some that I want to read out. We ain't done question time in a long time, girl. So, right. <clears throat> the first question. I'm on my one. I need to go to get the belt. Jesus. Uh, wait. Is that what I think it is? I think. Okay, good. No. I thought the, the magazine cover would come. I thought, shit then. Shit then. Right. Get the belt. Right, 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 right. So, first question is, what can we expect for the po- for the podcast return? You can expect more melanin magnificence. Uh, you can expect me cussing out motherfuckers just the same way I was doing before. Ain't shit changed in those senses. I'm going to continue talking about black issues. LGBTQ issues, my issues. I'm gonna continue to uplift the, you know, people and use my journey and the things that I'm working on and the things that I'm learning and experiences with you guys in hopes that that not only helps me feel a little better and getting it off my chest and show, but also hopefully that in me doing so, it does actually affect and help you guys. Um, what you can expect is different. Is you know, I've been in therapy now for like three years. Four years. Four years, wow. And I'm at a different place in my life. I'm 31, coming up to 32 this November. I've learned a lot more about love. And, you know, being in a relationship right now, I'm learning even more. And it's a gay relationship that I'm in right now, which is a whole other layer. Like, that's nothing I've done before. Um, So I feel like there's going to be a lot more love in this I, I i've had some people say like oh yeah you can tell how you've changed like when i first started it was da, 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 everything was just da, da, da. but now i'm more i can still be da, 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 da. i can still like i can still cuss out but i'm just a lot more empathetic empathetic and having been in therapy for so long i try to see both sides i've always been that person really to get a big bigger understand as opposed to just having one thing and just going with that and that's it like as much as i can still be be opinionated i take lots of things into consideration and that can show up in the podcast in a new way with me just being more understanding and having more just exuding more love if that makes sense um and more visuals more visuals more visuals always wanting more visuals so yeah there's going to be more visuals coming with the show um eventually i do want to get to the point where i can have full episodes being put out um 
I was having problems, man, with the with my camera overheating. I spent over two grand on this motherfucking camera, and every five minutes, six minutes, it wants to do boop, boop, ba battery overheated, or the camera's overheated, and all of this nonsense. And then I found out a way I could turn off that mode, which might fuck up the camera, but it allows it to get overheated, but still keep going. But at least then I get to give you the content. Do you get it? So we'll see what happens. But um, otherwise, I want to have a few meetings to see how, how I can switch things up. But yeah, otherwise, same old, more love. More visuals, per. <laughs> um, what are you listening to right now? Interesting. I'm thinking you mean music. Janelle Monae, always Beyonce. Um, that one song from Taylor made me swear, made me harder. Um, otherwise, I've not really been listening to a lot of music. Oh. Beyonce, I'm looking at my recently played. Oh, I've listened to some Luke James, Kelly Rowland, Elton John, but that was for auditions. Beyonce. I've been listening to, I do like Chloe, Jill Monet, Chloe Bailey. I love that album. I've not listened to Halle's song yet, start to finish, but apparently it's meant to be cute. But yeah, that's what I'm listening to, Gra. I'd be staying in the old music. I'd be staying in the old music. I don't be knowing all these new songs. I really don't. It's bad. I hardly go out anymore. But like I go out and these songs are playing and I'm like, the fuck is this? I feel like I'm beginning to feel like old man. Oh, me, I'm beginning to feel like old man now. Wow. Um, How do you stay motivated with fitness during the great UK winter? Ooh, looking at my old pictures when I look fire, knowing that the great winter is soon going to come and then the sun's going to be like, hello. And I'm going to be like, uh oh. But no, we're not going to be like, uh-oh. And also, like, I know that going to the gym, even in my therapy session today, she was like, I know that that helps you. I know that that helps you focus and clarify things for you. And it makes you feel good as well as, like, physically, it's, like, just great to do. Um, and life is always going to life. And when shit is grey, life can seem a bit more difficult, uh, especially sometimes that time of year. Um so going to the gym is the motivation to like not feel so shit. Uh, so as cold as it can get, wrap up. Make sure you got a lock. I hate having a lock for the gym lockers, but at least if I know I'm leaving the house and I'm warm, I'm not gonna get wet. Oh, Jesus Christ, I even slept well last night. Fuck, I need to take my iron. But um, having a padlock for the locker means I can go there comfortable, take everything that I need, Put it in a locker, lock it, and then be ready. Like, in the summer, is easy. It's easy. We just go out in our shorts and vest with our water. That's all we need, and boom, let's go. But no, you got to do more. So it just, I just try and stay focused on what I want in the future and um, how I want to feel in general on a daily basis. And I know that the feeling is better when I've gone to the gym that day. I feel like I've achieved more. I feel like I've had a moment to just zone out, concentrate on me and do something that's healthy. Also, I saw a study the other day that was like people that have trained in the gym like in, uh, all their life up until they're like 60 or 70. And one of them was like Arnold Schwarzenegger and some other person, some other girl. And they all look good, babes. Some of them was looking better than me. Yeah. And I don't want to be the regular degular 60, 70 year old with beer belly bad posture bad spine with this problem and that problem and can't even get down the stairs without being out of breath so no i want to maintain my cardiovascular fitness and i want to maintain my physical strength so i can do what the fuck i need to do because i ain't 20 no more i'm 30 
10 years about to be 42 it's happening it's happening so i want to be prepared be prepared not just for the cute summers and to feel good on a mental in a mental capacity every day but later on in my life i want to feel that i can can i can survive <laughs> um so yeah that's that's that uh, and what was the last thing you did for the first time ooh what was the last thing you did for the first time I said this, I think it was on my holiday, I said something, I was like, oh, this is the first time I've done this. What would it have been? It could potentially be uh, my my boyfriend and I, we were in Portugal and there was this restaurant like in, built into the rocks of the, of the seaside, like we went to the beach and it wasn't like a strip of road and pavement and bars, it was like cliff, rocks sand beach tourists there yeah but like hardly any but like it wasn't like decked out like that it was really rural and there was this one cove that went around the corner and then made like a u-shape and then came back out like it went in like that and in that bit where it went in there were they built a um restaurant into it and it was a seafood restaurant you know i love me my seafood like my lobster and my prawns and it was such a beautiful experience. It was it was so gorgeous, so gorgeous, so gorgeous. But uh, the waiter came around with this tray, and it had fish, shellfish, lobster, the lot prawns that had been caught. That the lobster was alive, obviously doing up, and he explained what it was, how they would cook it, and what we would like. I've never done that before, so that was my first time. You know, I've been to like Big Easy or not Big Easy, um. What's that other seafood place? The the lobster place, uh, Burger Lobster, and like they've walked up to the fucking tank and gone, "What would you want?" But I never had a, a a waiter come up with a a plate, not a plate, a, a tray, and be like, "This was caught here, and this is that. Which one do you want?" The prawn was about this big, bitch. The prawn was the same size as my dick, honey. The prawn was the same size as my dick. Yeah, <laughs> I ain't never, I ain't never had that before. So that was something I've done for the first time, like chosen fish or seafood off of a, a, a plate like that. And that was, that was great. Um, I'm sorry it wasn't as deep as you may have thought. Um, another question. Uh, so my question, making friends in the queer community in your 30s, how do people do it, especially if you have no slash low connection with the community? Ooh. Ooh. Well. Hmm. That's a good question. I think they do it. I know from my personal experience, I make friends... talking talking and spending time and despite me being you know a performer with a podcast I actually really do struggle like just talking to like new people without a uh not capitalist but without a I don't want to just say a blanket statement say without a purpose but like you know how you when you start a new workplace and you have to speak to them because like 
you're working with them. You might go around in a circle or like you just in induction, you meet people, you chat to them and you might like in those, like I still find that awkward, but at least there's that you have to do it because there's that introduction. So I'm just thinking on a day to day, it's it's going out. If it's not, if you're not talking like your work, it's go, go, going out, d doing activities, looking for community groups, Instagram, social media, unfortunately, not unfortunately, but 2023, being online, I've met a lot of people that I consider friends just through Instagram and social media. Um, it, it, it just depends on what, and what you're putting out and where you're going like obviously you can go to a club not that I go to clubs that much anymore at all I'm changing something 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 I am changing Ooh, Jesus the spirit spirit no but no for real I don't be going out to the club anymore but you can meet people at the club, you can meet people at restaurants, you can meet people going to theatre spaces, groups, social media, and just engage with them. And I know it's hard because I don't have, um, ooh, I have a connection to the queer community um, because of the work that I do. But I don't know if I didn't, if I didn't do this, I would have just made friends because I work obviously in entertainment and, and theatre, not just the podcast and all the hosting stuff. But I do meet quite a few LGBTQ people in the entertainment industry that are actors, performers, dancers and stuff like that. But if you're like a, if you like work a regular job, like a, a regular nine to five that isn't so creative, it, it would be searching up black events or not black events sorry but like queer events queer parties um queer spaces queer groups which there are I've done like at the beginning of the episode I said that I I hosted a brunch it was called uh black black a blackout brunch uh that was for black queer men or black gay men and I hosted that and that wasn't just turn up party rave because that might not be a bag but they sat we had poetry there was food there was drinks and you just mingled and it was even me once I come off the mic and finished doing my professional gig and I, and then I just had to talk as Miles the human being and not Miles the host I, I, I struggle with that so it can be difficult but uh, connecting with the LGBTQ or the queer community yeah it boils down to having to look for it because unfortunately there aren't many spaces for us but the ones that are there that I know of um like Blackout UK that's specifically for queer black men then you've got um like uh Queer Bruck which is a night out a party you can meet many different people from the queer community there uh and who knows the liquor and the music in the background might help it help you chat to them um I know I can definitely talk a lot more when I've had a little drink. Um, but yeah, connecting with people from the community, definitely going to uh, events, going to clubs um, and spaces dedicated. I will try and put out a couple that I know in the notes of this episode for anyone that wants to connect. And maybe I might do a little event. I've got a bit more time on my hands now. Maybe I might do a little friends thing. Because I did, event, I did, not to sidetrack, but I did actually want to do like a queer speed dating thing. And one of my friends, Madison, would always be like, when are you going to do it? When are you going to do it? Um, 
and I've never done it and I guess I guess I could host one now because I'm no longer single but I couldn't take part in it and I really wanted to take part in it um but that ship has sailed um so maybe I might do like a speed friend thing for the queer community that'd be cute so yeah but everything I do know I'll put in the show notes uh for today's episode um I'm pretty sure there was one more question. Uh, I know where it is. It's in the email. Do, 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 do. Right. Um, if you were ever to do a reality TV show, which one would you do and why? This is really why I should be prepping before. Do you know what I know? So I've recently been put onto Zeus Network. Shout out to Natalie Nunn. <laughs> uh, I've been put onto Zeus Network by my boyfriend. I never really used to watch reality TV, especially not like the American, like American ones, like the Housewives and all the people fighting. I used to think it was a waste of time, but bitch, I love that shit now. I love that shit now. Um, but I would want to do a show on there because I feel like they keep it... Obviously, some, some of it is always going to be heightened and scripted. But I would want to be on that network because it's black-owned or a black network doing a reality TV show that showcased more queer black people. I want the mess. I want the the drama. And the extraness and the fabulousness. But I would love it to uh, hone in on the vulnerability. Without the stereotypes or the tropes. But the just the human vulnerability that we all have. And that we all perpetuate on a day-to-day basis. Um, and I don't know what that looks like. Straight away my mind's going to BBC's. Um, what was that show? Uh, oh my god. I had baby boy. She bought me. Came, come on the show. Uh, gay, kiss, I kissed a boy. I won't go on that. But something where it's queer men, not necessarily just gay or bi, but pans, all of that. So we can all learn. Because I still don't know so much about so many different things. But I'd like to go on a show where we got to be all of ourselves. All of ourselves. Not just looking for fights. Not just looking for love. Because, bitch, I've got my love. I'm sorted. I'm good over here. But... Not just trying to be famous and not just trying to do up activism, activism. Like that's why I never say Get the Belt is a, a podcast that is ad pro, just always activism. No, I talk about it's balance, babe. It's all balance. It's very versatile, just like me, yeah? Per. But uh yeah, I'd wanna go on a show that somehow showed all of that. So maybe like a big brother. But queer black. Or at least 50-50. Like, I don't want to be the only nigger in the village, you know. Or one or two of us. I want more of us. So we can, you know, like, as black people, you know, when we are around majority, for the most part, I don't do this no more. Sometimes I do, but for the most part, I don't. We code switch and we, we change our actions. We change the things we say because we don't want to come off too aggressive or we don't want to do this or don't want to be perceived as ghetto or don't want to heat up our food because like we we do stop a lot of shit when we're around too many white people 
So I'd like there to be enough black people for me to continue to be myself without having to actively be myself because, oh no, be myself because white people are around. But like, no, I just want to feel normal. And I would like that to be shown. I think that would be a, yeah, like a, I think that'd be a vibe. I don't even know if that was a good answer. I kind of create, you asked me what show would I be on? And I said, I would be on none. I'd create my own. <laughs> Standard. <laughs> um, is there anything else I need to read? Oh, and I forgot. Um, uh, so Miss Clara um, Hermit, a BBC radio presenter, host, baby girl. Uh, she's also self-love and confidence coach. Actually wanted me to give Melanin Magnificence to someone. So I'm shouting that out now. Uh, so Melanin, Melanin Magnificence goes to the cast of a new reality show. Uh, There's no housewives in the South. So it's basically, she sent me the YouTube link to it and I watched it. Um, It's basically like the Zeus Network that I was telling you about. You know how they got baddies? I watch baddies, baddies, South, West, whatever. Apparently they're meant to be doing one in the UK with some girls Lana, Lana I don't know what this girl's called but apparently it's messy I ain't seen no clips of the thing but I've seen bitches shouting online and TikTok and broken up houses and people saying that they're not getting fed and paid and it's mess honey mess but um it's basically given like a spin-off version of baddies in the UK but with with an actual budget like not like the one that this these people on TikTok are doing baddies or badders Badders, yeah. But um, watch me get roped into that now. Anyway, yeah, it's a reality TV show with these women, couple guys on there. Uh, Mason's uh, Mason, shout out to Mason, friend of mine, he was on there as well. Um, wanted to give them Melanie Magnificence. You know, she, my friend said, uh, Clara said that they are majority black women. Lots, right, this is her words. Right, there are lots of hardworking, incredible women doing their thing. One is white, but the rest of the cast are not. It has a bit of drama, like all reality TV shows, but it also has some great storylines or hard um, of hardworking, creative and powerful black women. Also, my friend Keely Rock is hilarious. So, shout out to all the black girls on that new TV show. Congrats on the gig. Get to the bag. Um, I enjoyed the first episode. The white woman was making me laugh. The white woman, this one white girl, I can't remember her name, blonde girl, she runs her own beauty clinic doing injections, Botox, got this black man. She was putting on a show, girl. When the black man came, she said, no, what are you doing? Fuck this, you ain't answer your phone. It was very, it was very dramatic, but uh, it was fun. But the rest of the girls seemed cute. There was two girls that were like singers and rappers and dancers. Like, I'm intrigued. We didn't even meet the whole cast yet in the first episode. But um, I'm I'm tuned into the next one. So congratulations, all of the black women on that show. You've been crying with Melanin Magnificence this week by Clara Hermit. Um, and I can't wait to see episode two of um, the show. It is now time for Get the Belt. <sighs> so it's time to give the belt. And I have got two, two belts to give. Let me make sure you can hear me because this can't go missed. Now, my first belt goes to Lewis Edwards. Now, Lewis Edwards was uh, a police officer here in the UK um, who served for many years. During those years, he was um, soliciting young 
girls, to our knowledge at the moment, I don't know if it is boys and girls, um, underage girls, underage people to send explicit pictures of themselves via Snapchat, writing things on them, uh, getting them to write things like Snap God, which is allegedly a Snapchat account or like a a hashtag or a group that sells and promotes child pornography. Um, yes, he was, before he could be arrested, not arrested, before he was fired from the police department, he was, he quit um, and has been sentenced to life in prison. Um, for these accounts, I think there are more than 17 accounts. Now, I've given the belt to many police officers for many different reasons. But this is just, this is disgusting. Uh, it's another reason why the police needs to be abolished. Why it needs a complete restructure, reorganisation. Because, you know, they put out these statements, one bad apple, one bad apple. How many bad apples do you need to see until you go, okay, maybe this tree is actually fucked? Yeah. How many? Like this man, uh, one of the victims was a young girl. I think she was 14. He visited her whilst on shift working and then returned to visit her to do some extracurricular activities, which were breaking the law. Yeah. I had... Where is it gone? I had an article that I wanted to read. But I don't know where it's gone. Ah, here we go. Um, so as well as targeting his own victims, Edwards bought images of sex of child sexual abuse using Bitcoin from Snapgod, an act that began the investigation. Part of the continuing inquiry is an attempt to trace the distributor. Police have not found that Edwards sent the material on to other paedophiles. Um, but when he was asked if he could share his passwords with the police during the process for computer and laptops, he denied that. So we don't know if he was not only himself abusing, molesting, and soliciting children whilst at work and off a shift. But since he didn't give over his passwords, it is very likely that he would have been distributing those images to images to other paedophiles. Um, yeah, so one of the other things that the police had to say was they didn't know. He seemed very normal. He passed all of our checks that police undergo before entering you know the police department again this is another prime example of it needs to be restructured it needs to be burnt to the ground and then remade if this is not the first second third or fourth or fifth sixth or tenth police officer that would have passed those things and then found out to be an absolute psychopath an absolute criminal um, the judge said an aggravating factor was that he was a serving police officer and his actions had caused significant harm to the reputation of South Wales police and police in general. Once again, 
this is continuously continuously happening so the so the the belt not only goes to him for his wild fucking actions but it once again goes to the police department in general i've done this before i'm here doing it again and unfortunately i'll probably end up doing it a few more times because no one is learning no one is absolutely learning at all um lloyd clark said that he had caused immense harm to his victims and their family uh she said that uh so a predatory paedophile who incited more than 200 girls wow there we go there are the facts 200 girls as young as 10 to send him explicit images and videos of themselves while he was serving as a police officer and has been jailed for life with a minimum term of 12 years and if he doesn't do life wow if he gets out in 12 or less well it's just the system doing what it was made to do the system doing what it's fucking made to do as Lewis Edwards, uh, 24, was sentenced, detectives revealed that they were continuing to search for hundreds more victims across England and Wales and confirmed that he carried out some of the abuse while on duty with the South Wales Police. <sighs> he had admitted 160 defences um, and Edwards obstructed the investigation, like I said before, by refusing to give the password. In short, my question to... to anyone with and my question to everyone is how many bad police that are killing people wrongfully accusing black people for having drugs um soliciting children raping murdering women killing black people just being corrupt like how many how many of these things do we need to see coming from the police in order for us to make a change as um i didn't read it out in in in, in the article that i was reading from the guardian but um the this man um lewis edwards had passed all of the the tests that were required in order to get into the police force and so had all of the other countless police officers that we've seen that have been you know in the media and been persecuted and um sentenced for breaking the law themselves how many more people do we need to see in order for us to go okay something's wrong because there are still still to this day people getting accepted into it and still work for them that we don't see that are here being corrupt that are here doing wild crazy things so yeah my belt goes to um goes to the the ex-police officer himself uh lewis edwards and to the whole policing system and i'm giving them the belt because we've now seen countless countless police officers both male and female who have been accused of the similar thing gross misconduct all of those people have passed this this test to qualify them for the police yet they remain there and the police force still seem to be shocked when they when they find out or actually they're out here 
raping girls, murdering women, following women home. They're out here soliciting children, abusing children, abusing minors. They're out here murdering black people, specifically black boys. They're out here letting down ethnic minority groups. They're out here being fucking wild WhatsApp groups, being racist, like so many, like it's countless. And at what point do we go, hmm, let's change this? At what point do we do that? Because if it, if the roles were reversed and they weren't behind the guise of their uniform and it was a group of boys in hoodies, they'd say that group needs to be gone. Yeah. Look at the Black Lives Matter group. I know this is a bit weird, but the Black Lives Matter group started off with something good. And we've seen a couple people that have let that down. And now the rhetoric behind the whole group is no cancel it. Why is that energy not applied to the police force? They deserve to get the belt, especially that young man who did what he did to that girl. Disgusting, not to that girl, sorry, to all of those children. Over 200 with more cases that they're going to find out about. Yeah, y'all get the motherfucking belt. Speaking of police, my other belt goes to the police force in Nigeria, the NSCDC, which is the Nigeria Security and Civil Defense Corps. Um, yeah. So just for a little bit of context, I would like to say that being LGBT in Nigeria is not safe. Um, it still comes, well, let me just move this mic. It still comes with the death, oh, not the sound effect, girl. So it still comes with the death penalty. Um, being gay is very much illegal. Um, it, same sex, same sex sexual activity is prohibited under the criminal code act and the same-sex marriage prohibition act of 2013 um which between them criminalize the acts of carnal knowledge against the order of nature uh and gross indecency same-sex unions and lgbt advocacy so it ain't safe it's not safe in nigeria to be doing to be living your authentic life as a as a, as a queer person um for some context for further context those laws were actually put into place not the 2013 act but these ways of living and the the um my words the discernment towards LGBT people was actually adopted by Nigeria during the British rule um, during the colonial period and they were further enforced when that ended upon Nigeria's independence um, and it's just grown and grown from there so it wasn't like that before colonial colonialism I just want you to know that um, and since then there's just been more and more deaths there's been more and more brutality and arrests um and unlawful arrests at that around the lgbt community and this has caused many lgbt people in nigeria to flee um most recently in 2018 we saw that there was like a mass arrest where they claimed it a wedding was happening a gay wedding um i think it was around 57 people that were arrested some of them weren't even involved in what was going on um and then only last week we saw a birthday party. So I'm reading this from AP News. 
the country's paramilitary agency on Monday announced the arrest of more than 70 young people, 59 men and 17 women in the northern Gombe state, accusing them of holding homosexual birthdays and having the intention to hold a same sex marriage. Following a similar, de following a similar detention of more than 60 people, people at what the police called a gay wedding in the southern Delta state in August. That's what I told you about before. Uh, the arrests show an uptick in this trend with um, of a witch hunt and gross violation of human rights. Now, da -da 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 -da, when this arrest happened, they, again, some of the people that were there weren't even involved and the, the police force proceeded to parade them through the street pre-trial. Now, that is putting all of their lives at risk. All of their lives at risk. To be LGBT and open about it in Nigeria, is it's not safe. So for them to arrest a group, big group of people like that, which they shouldn't have done, because wild, to then parade them and put that in the media, every single one of those persons' lives is now at risk because if they now go out in the street, they are way more likely to be subject to... To, to to violence and potentially the loss of their life and this is, happens frequently where people who are accused of being gay or being an advocate for gay rights or trans rights or anything of the sort they get violently attacked and when they attempt if they even attempt to go to the police as soon as the defendants that you know were accused of the the beating as soon as they go for questioning and say oh well they're lgbt they're this they're that most often than not the case either gets dropped and they no justice is served. So it's very dangerous right now for, for the LGBTQ community in Nigeria. And with this, the peak rising of the amount of arrests that are happening, and it's actually against Nigeria's constitution to be parading people or publicizing faces before a trial. But they're still doing that. They're running rampant. So yeah, my belt goes to the police force out there in Nigeria for continuing these stupid these stupid ideas that were imposed by the brits when they came and did what they did and it's it's just continuing to to, to fuck up a beautiful country it's not safe for, for queer people and they're getting treated like they're not human beings so i'm saying this because i want to raise the awareness of it because i've not really seen it anywhere i had to look for that and a mass arrest like that, if it was white people being gay, would be all over the all over the news. <laughs> Motherfucking siren. It would be all over the news and we'd be there'd be a hashtag and there's just not that. There's just not that. And I can only help but think that that is because it's happening in an African country and it's black people that are being, you know, that are being vic victimized over there. <sighs> so yeah, those are my belts. Two police forces again. Um, both of them, you know, inherently adopting traits from, well, one of them just being British and the other having still adopting traits that the British imposed in Africa, in Nigeria when they went there. So yeah, those are my two belts this week. Um, I'm going to put some links in the episode descriptions so that you guys can read up more, uh, and help with what is going on. But yeah, those are my belts this week. <laughs> Uh, thank you so much for joining me um, in this episode. If you've got any questions, please always reach out. Uh, email us or email me at contact at getthebeltpod.com. 
um, with questions, Melanie Magnificence, if there's something that you want me to talk about, I'm all here for it. Uh, I hope you all have a great weekend and a great week. Um, remember to like, share the episode. If you're listening to it on like Apple, Apple Podcasts or Spotify, review all of the things, love the support. Um, happy Black History Month. It's a shame I didn't do anything for it, but you know, I've been busy being being a little queer black boy doing my thing in in my real life uh but i'm gonna jump back on the podcast way more and you know do some do some nice things um trying to think if i've left anything out ah that's it now before i before i go i do want to give out my my heart to what is happening in palestine right now i don't like to talk about things i don't know too much about and i'm going to be speaking to people and do my own research but one thing i know for true is that killing innocent people is fucked up It's, it's just fucked up um and what is happening over there is is crazy um i try not to look at the pictures but at the same time we need to know the truth but it's so disturbing. I've seen a couple now and I, it just turns my stomach. And just with the little bit of research that I've done, I can see that what is happening over there is similar to what I spoke about that in Nigeria, where, you know, the, the whites have done something, set up a system, left and then allowed chaos to, to to happen and i can also see online that people are saying oh this is not our fight it's not the black people's fight um it's a different struggle leave it leave it leave it it, it it's all struggle we're all we're all human we're all human beings at the end of the day and the the link between the two is actually quite unparalleled like like i just said these are things that are happening because of colonialism because of people coming into your country or into your space changing things running things and then staying leaving it dividing it like the division in nigeria was also a part of the colonialism like between the states some of the states and stuff exactly the same to my knowledge for 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 palestine and israel and and jerusalem like they was cutting up land that didn't even belong to them so yeah my heart goes out to all the people that have been subject to these bombings and these disgusting attacks um i'm learning about it but my my i want everyone listening to the podcast to know that my silence isn't me ignoring and it's not me um disassociating myself from it i just don't know enough i just don't know enough to be doing the most but again i'm learning my heart is with all the people that are suffering out there and also i'll be putting links in here in the description um of ways you can help ways you can support ways you can donate money um and if anyone else have any links please again send them through via dm uh, or via email contact to get the belt pod.com where we can help raise awareness and spread the, the the news of what is actually happening so we can all be involved and be a part of it and stand together in solidarity because it's all of it is our fight all of it is our fight um so yeah i'm i'm very much done with palestine very much free palestine and stop these these killings it's 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 it's, it's disgusting to say the very least um that i think is everything for the 
for this week's episode um like i said email dm get involved um and send anything that you want to send over um questions news things that i can read out things that can help me learn and help all of us learn um yeah thank you so much for listening um i'm miles hart you've been learned you've been listening to the podcast that is known as home of menelin magnificence and the kingdom of belts you've been listening to get the belt imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.